back to the Thriving Pastors Podcast. I'm Michael Spivey, your host, and I appreciate you coming back for episode number four, where today we're going to be talking about time, how we spend our time, what we do with our time, and uh, hopefully it'll help us a little bit. Time is the most valuable commodity that you and I have. We trade our time for other things. We give our time to things. And uh, when you're young, boy, it seems like you have an infinite amount of time, but you get to where I'm at in life. I'll be 50 this year, and time seems to be uh, <laughs> quickly fleeing away from me. So um, I want to talk to you about this. The book of Ephesians, you all know this, chapter 5, verses 15 and 16 says this, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Listen, the Bible speaks a lot about time, and that word redeeming there, you, you know what that is. We're in the redemption business. We know that uh, that's what Jesus does. He he redeems us. He buys us back. That's what redemption is all about, buying back. And we don't know uh, how much time we have. So it's important that we spend it wisely. Uh, probably just like you during the height of the COVID pandemic and all that, that thing, we lost several people in our congregation, and some of them were uh, you know, in their 80s, early 90s, and somewhere uh, in their 50s, early 50s. And um, so we just don't know. It's a, The Lord has appointed each of us a certain amount of heartbeats and times. And so I don't know about you, but I have spent lots of my time not doing, not spending it as well as I should. And so I want to do better. I want to allocate my time. I want to give my time. I want to exchange my time for things that really matter, things that are really important. I want to manage and steward my time well. And uh, hopefully I can. Uh, some of my mistakes can help you not to do that. Time management, you know, you know pastors... Um, the expectation of your time can be so unrealistic. Uh, most pastors that I know, uh, when you ask them, you call them, you text them, hey, what's going on? How you doing? Oh man, I'm busy. I'm so busy. One of our problems is, and this isn't really the focus of the podcast, but one of our problems is, is that many of us, we wear busy like it's some kind of badge of honor. Like like busy is the goal. Busy is is what we're striving for. Let me let me tell you, Pastor. Busy is not your friend. Hurry and rush, those are not your friends. Uh, you can do that, but but boy, there's a there's a price to pay for that. And so we want to invest, we want to spend, we want to steward our time well. The limits that are on your time are significant. Uh, 
you know, for those of you who don't know, if you're not a pastor and you're listening to this, you, you have your own set of challenges. I understand. Uh, the past, the pastoral role is a little different because you're expected to attend multiple uh, meetings within the church, your church board, and and then staff members, and then department heads, and all these people want to want to have meetings, even if it's just a, a ten minute. Hey, can I do this? Hey, can you approve this for the budget. It's still a time constraint. So all the meetings that you're expected to go to, um, the congregation has needs. People people need care from the pastor uh, or somebody that he delegates or she delegates. Uh, so so hospital calls and nursing home visits and home. Uh, visits. You know, there's always those things to do. Uh, by the way, Sunday rolls around uh, every single week. <laughs> so uh, you're expected to have a, a fresh loaf of heavenly bread for people to to taste and see that the Lord is good on Sunday morning. I, I don't know how long it takes you uh, to do sermon prep. It might take you an hour or two um, I'm not that sharp most times, so it takes me significantly longer uh, to prepare messages. Uh, then there's the leadership stuff, church leadership, staff leadership um, that you that you have to spend time thinking and, and doing and communicating about. Uh, there's the, the, the things that happen as part of your church community life, like weddings and funerals. Just this week, I'm, I'm in some phase of funeral planning or execution for three different families uh, just this week. So those can be uh, time consumers to be sure. They're worthy time consumers. I'm not saying it's bad things. I'm just saying it's things. Um, community events. Uh, I don't know how involved you are in your community. Uh, in times past, I have volunteered uh, for the city. I still do some things uh, for the city. And people will give just as much as you, they'll take just as much as you're willing to give. And so you got to be able to uh, put some constraints on that. And most pastors, because we love people, and we want to serve humanity, we want to love Jesus well, and we want to serve people well, we have a hard time saying no. And uh, so we overcommit and most of the time under deliver. Uh, we're not especially great at delegating or there's just some people who, you know, they don't want to see anybody. You have some people in your congregations that if somebody else visits them in the hospital, it doesn't count, right? It has to be the pastor, according to them. And so you got to juggle and keep all these things before you. And uh, time time management uh, can be can be really tough, but it's one of the things you just have to do it. You just have to do it. So let me give you just uh, a couple things that have helped me through the years. I I have been I'm not a a time management uh, guru. It doesn't come to me naturally. Administration 
uh, is not one of my natural gifts. I have to work really hard at it, and I have to use uh, some tools to to get my time where it needs to be. Uh, also, wow, I, I can't believe it. I, I forgot among all the church stuff that you do. You probably have a family uh, that would like to see you from time to time. So, sorry, uh, sorry, spouses and children. I didn't mean to exclude you, but hey, listen, you, you, you have to schedule time for your spouse and your children. For the most part, you know when their ball games are, you know when their dance recitals are, or their karate lessons, or what have you. You know that you need to spend time with your spouse. And so put those on a calendar. Put those on a calendar. Because it's it's much be, uh, better to be able to say to somebody when when they call you, and they're going to call you, hey, pastor, I've got an emergency I need to meet. I've got a pressing issue, and uh, I really need to meet with you about it. And it sure is good to be able to say, you know what? I have an appointment at six o'clock and that's not a lie. You, you have scheduled time uh, to be with your kids and that's okay. People understand that. So uh, just a, just a, a couple of tools maybe um, that you can throw out there. Uh, number one, be, be pretty selective when you make your appointments and your time commitments. Most things, a lot of things can be handled with an email. They can be handled with a phone call. Uh, they don't have to be a face-to-face -face meeting. Be selective uh, about those things. Establish your priorities and, and stick to those. Be, think carefully about what your priorities are. There's a tool that I was introduced to several years ago, and you may, you know, this may be old news uh, to you. You may be living by this, but for me, it was, uh, it was, really revolutionary. It's called a rule of life. Uh, it's a Benedictine spirituality uh, tool whereby you sit down, you pray through about what the priorities are in your life, and you schedule your life accordingly. If you don't know about the rule of life, hey, that's just one reason you need to get involved in a thriving pastor's cohort it's one of the first things that we talk about is establishing a rule of life. And, um, and it has been a game changer for me. But you don't have to say yes to everything. You can establish priorities and boundaries in your life. Listen, if you don't establish boundaries, other people will. They'll, they will take as much as you're willing to give. Uh, not being mean or ugly or anything like that, but but people, there's a reason why why the scripture uh, gives an analogy of people and sheep. You know, they're needy creatures and they they need to be tended to, and that's what God's called us to do, and we want to do that, and we want to do it well, uh, but we've got to establish some some boundaries there. So be selective when you make your appointments. Uh, number two, schedule your family time in. Schedule in breaks during your day. Um, I don't know how you do uh, prayer. I, I don't know if you if you schedule uh, something for prayer every single day and put it in your calendar, time with the Lord. 
Um, but I would encourage you to do that. And I would encourage you to do it. Go ahead and just put it in your phone calendar. Hey, every day at 1.30, I'm going to stop for X amount of minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, to indulge in the Scripture and to spend uh, just a few minutes with the Lord to recenter, refocus your day, and uh, reorient your life around what God's doing and what God is saying. So schedule those things. Put your appointments in ink. Um, so much of pastoral life uh, can be emergencies. Hey, listen, I get it. Things happen. And there are emergencies that pop up that require your attention to be sure. Um, but those those tend to just pop in. So you, you set your schedule. I can't tell you the amount of pastors that I've talked to. You may be one of them that, um, you know, tell me, hey, I had to come back from vacation to do a funeral or I had to, you know, one of my board members was sick and we had to had to leave this conference early to come back and those kinds of things. I, I get it. Things pop up. Um, but those are normally the exception and not the rule. So you put your appointments in ink, you write those things down, and you protect them uh, fiercely. Uh, prioritize the things in your life that need to be prioritized. Uh, be organized. Organization for you may come naturally. It may be one of your, uh, you know, your God-given gifts. For me, it is not. I have to work really hard at that. Uh, but, but trying to stay organized, calendaring, uh, making sure your day is planned out before you walk out the door as best as possible, uh, that, that's been really uh, important for me. I, I have to have a calendar. I have to know what's going on. I look at it every single morning uh, to see what my day is going to uh, potentially look like. Here, here's another little little thing. I've just about got my people trained uh, in my church that, listen, if you come up on a Sunday morning and tell me something, there's a 100% chance that I'm not going to remember that. If you come up and say, hey, pastor, uh, I've got such and such this week. I really need you to be praying or need you to be there. I'm not going to remember that. So uh, write it down. Send me an email. Send me a text message so that it is written somewhere. Uh, it doesn't count. If you just tell me with your mouth, it doesn't count. I'm not going to remember it. So write all these things down. Uh, Google for nonprofits uh, has some good resources. Uh, if you use the Google uh, suite, um, they got some good resources there. I don't know about you, but I like to create uh, to-do lists and and tackle those things. So much in pastoral life is, um, it's a process and you're involved with people for weeks and months and years. And it may be, it may be years before you see a breakthrough. It may be years before uh, something happens in somebody's life. And, and so it's hard. So I like to create little to-do lists. That way I can check some things off. It's why things like mowing the grass uh, appeal to me because in an hour I can look and see what I've done. So much of ministry life is not like that. And uh, hey, lists are just, uh, oh, they're, 
they're what you you want to get done sometimes you, you're not going to get done everything that's on the list that's okay but being able to check those things off can just help you to feel like hey I actually got something done today I don't know if you're like me but some days I feel like I go through and some and, and Jennifer will ask me well what'd you do today and you're like I have no idea I don't know what I did today I just ran from from Dan to Beersheba and I was just running and gunning all day long but I don't feel like I get anything accomplished so listen if you don't get it done today put it on the list for tomorrow it'll be fine um, but you want to be able to mentally uh, be able to check some things off this is this is huge this is a big one for me uh, make your meetings more efficient I'm terrible if left to my own devices I'm terrible at this we can be in a staff meeting and and chase a rabbit trail talking about newcomers or visitor retention or small group you know we can we can run down a, a, a trail right in staff meeting and waste everybody's time so give yourself a time frame set uh, time limits learn how to graciously end a meeting uh, and start it right off the bat whether you're sitting down with your board or your staff or a person in your congregation hey just establish the boundaries right up front hey listen I've only got an hour here our, our group is only going to meet for an hour or an hour and a half whatever your time is so let's pray and let's get started and that way when the when the hour is up then it's over and everybody knew what the expectations were and if you didn't get around to everything it can wait until next time and it's fine but go ahead and establish those boundaries uh, quickly early sometimes you know people will grab me on a Sunday morning or or sometime when I'm at the church and they'll say hey pastor can I get five minutes and boy I'll say yep you can get five minutes and I will hold them to five minutes and most of the time it doesn't even take that long so but establish those time boundaries in your meetings and and they'll go much better uh, this this is huge also limit your social media time social media is such a, a great tool I, I really like some of the things that social media does I use social media um, I appreciate it I'm able to keep up with people and promote ideas and and it's wonderful but can I tell you if I watch a video of Steve Harvey on the family feud I'm just going to keep watching that because it's the funniest thing I ever saw in my life and I'll sit down and 45 minutes later I'll look up and wonder what happened to my time so social media time if you can maybe set aside a couple of times a day to check your email and uh, scroll through your social media answer messages uh, those kinds of things you'll be much better off maybe first thing in the morning and in the evening um, take time to to look at uh, at all that kind of thing and and don't let it become a great time waster uh, for you in your life you keep that calendar well you establish boundaries you establish priorities listen God uh, God's given you this moment God has given you this day he's put you in this season and you are where you are by his design and 
and we want you to thrive. We want you to do well. The most important thing that you can do, listen to me, Pastor. Listen to me. It is so easy to spend your life working for God. It's so easy to go to the church, do the things. There's always too much to do. There's always another thing that will occupy your time. There's always people who need you. There's always stuff. But can I tell you, if you are not ministering, if you're not operating out of the overflow of your inner life with Jesus, it's just working for God. And you don't want to work for God. You want to work with God. So I don't, I don't know what your schedule is. I don't know what you have penciled in. I don't, I don't know if you have hard and fast rules. But I know, for me, when the sun rises every single morning, I'm going to be in a room in my house alone. I'm going to be spending time in the scriptures. I'm going to be in prayer. I'm going to be in worship. I'm going to be reading something that nourishes my soul. And then I'm ready to go. If I can spend some time in the presence of God, if I can get my soul fed first thing, then I can go do what's what God has laid out for me that day. I can handle it. I can do it. But that's the biggest, if nothing else today, if, if you don't hear anything else, hear this. Your time with Jesus is the most important thing that you can do this day. Spending time in the presence of Jesus, it's the most important thing you can do today. So if you haven't done that yet, cut this stupid podcast off and go. Oh, get in the presence of the King. God will minister to you. He'll bless you. So listen, I love you. I appreciate you. Thanks again for listening. Check us out at thetpi.org, T-H-E-T-P-I dot O-R-G. Our fall cohort is now finished. I'm really excited about that. Uh, this first cohort is going to be in the Central Florida area, and, uh, and I think it's going to be awesome. If you're listening from somewhere else and you'd like to uh, bring a thriving pastor cohort in, uh, let's do it. Hey, get in touch with me and... Um, and let's plan it and, and let's get it going. We want you to flourish. We want you to do well. We want God to be big in your life. So you can reach me at thetpi.org or uh, email michael at thetpi.org. And that'll be terrific. God bless you. Have a great rest of your day. And uh, you'll hear from me again next week. Thanks so much for joining me today on the Thriving Pastors Podcast. I know that there are a multitude of people and podcasts to choose from, so I really appreciate you spending some time with me. If you've enjoyed the content, please feel free to share it with those that you think might benefit from it. And if you don't mind, go and check out my website for the Thriving Pastors Initiative at thetpi.org. That is T-H-E-T-P-I dot O-R-G. We've got new cohorts that are forming all the time. And I'd love to walk with you on your journey. May the Lord bless you today.